Welcome back to episode number 254 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is a podcast for building a global community around process safety, industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're discussing how to avoid the chimney effect when fighting grain dryer fires. And so this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but I did find this interesting information that I want to share with you today. In hopes that it will help you with your work, help you with the companies that you're working with, help you when responding to a fire in these type of industrial equipment. So the backstory here is that we're currently going through our backlog of help desk tickets, and this is hundreds of help desk tickets since launching Dust Safety Science, trying to categorize them, make sense of them, put them in some sort of database where it's useful for the community. And I came across this one about these chimney effects in grain dryer fires. This was actually a ticket logged way back in September of 2018. And it was some information sent in by Claudio Ronca, based out of Argentina. And I want to thank sincerely Claudio for his work. He's been a longtime supporter and follower for our work, well over five years now, because this is way back from 2018 when he sent this through. And I know he has a personal passion for firefighting and for supporting industries impacted by industrial fires in Argentina. And he has a lot of really interesting observations that he shared with me over time, including this one on chimney effects for grain dryer fires. Let's start with what is the chimney effect. And so Claudia was actually replying back to a comment that we made on a dryer fire that we had a video on. And in that comment, when he emailed me back, he noted that the grain dryer had fans on top. And he asked me if I knew why the fans were spinning during the firefighting efforts, even though the power was shut off to the dryer. Um, and of course, I didn't quite know the answer. And he, he sent me a, a really good detailed document explaining some of this. He said that it's this chimney effect. So they noted when grain dryer has fans on the top, or even I guess this could work for a silo or other types of storage equipment as well. But when he has fans on top, what's happening when you have a fire or a smoldering combustion inside that dryer is fresh air is drawn in through those fans down into the fire. And then gases are expelled from the fans as well. And this is similar to, say, a flu on your chimney in your home. When you close that flu, it dampens the fire down. When you open that flu up, the, the fire rages and goes a lot more aggressive, a lot more quickly. And so this effect can be especially dramatic when you have the fans located at the very top of the dryer. And he said in his response that this can cause you know, extreme difficulty in putting the fires out, increasing the damages resulting from these grain dryer fires, and really is something that's not really discussed. That can be a big issue in his area of firefighting in this type of application. So I thought this was interesting enough when I was going back and cataloging with our team, all the help desk tickets to actually share on the podcast here. So I guess you could ask the question, well, how would you avoid the chimney effect? And Claudio provided a, quite a simple solution. He said, just place flaps over the fans so they can be closed if there's a fire or smoldering in the dryer. And that way you won't get the air being pulled in through the fire, oxygenating it and having this chimney effect happen. In his response, he put a couple other notes of caution from his experience with dryer fires and other fires in their firefighting efforts. So let's go through these uh, five notes here. So one, in this case where you have flaps over the fans, he said he doesn't see very often, but would be a, a great way to dampen and reduce the impact of these fires and these smaller combustions and silos, that the flaps should be activated by, from the ground, either with a metal cord wire or some other type of mechanism. You don't really want to have, to have teammates or firefighters climb the silo to get access to close these flaps. The second note is that firefighter efforts should be quite slow and deliberate. Often water will be poured into the silo, not on the silo. On, on the silo is not going to get you very far, but into the silo is the note that he sent through. And for this, the firefighting team should visit sites beforehand 
especially in areas where it might be a more rural area and they may not have as much access to technology and devices. What they want to check is to make sure that their hoses can reach the access hatches on these silos that are on these grain dryers, that they have apparatus that can reach where they need to reach if they need to put water into the system. A couple notes here, and this is item number three. You want to keep in mind that the product in the silos can expand and this can cause structural issues. If you dump too much water into that silo, you can also have the same sort of issue where you might topple it over and that's obviously unsafe. Uh, so you want to keep in mind that. And also you want to keep in mind of sighting of personnel, trucks, apparatus, where are they going to actually station themselves when they're fighting fires in the grain silo and in the dryer, both to avoid any issues happening for structural damage. And if a potential dust explosion or even a smoke explosion occurs, that can be a, a very dangerous situation if you have people stationed at the bottom of the silo, if you have trucks stationed at the bottom of the silo, you want to make sure they have a safe area to work from. They can both access the silo, but keep personnel safe. And the last point I want to mention here is that you very much want to avoid having firefighters climb the silo to tackle the fire if you can. And there's real reason for this. We see several cases every year where firefighters get thrown from silos when they're fighting a fire and it escalates to an explosion. Um, in many cases, we've seen this actually lead to firefighter fatalities when responding to these sort of explosions in both the United States and, and across the world in this area. So that's it for this quicker episode. Just really a word of caution. If you see a dryer fire and you see the fan spinning at the top, you know what's happening. That oxygen is being drawn into that silo. And that's going to make it harder to put that fire out, harder to fight it at the end of the day, and increase the damage that you're seeing from that silo fire. We did get some input on some possible ways to prevent this in the future, and that includes putting these sort of flaps on the fans that you can close if you have a fire in the silo, kind of like a fluid that you close in your chimney in your home. Uh, and then we had some extra notes. Flaps should be activated by the ground. You want to keep people off the structure itself. Uh, you want to go slow and be deliberate. You want to plan ahead to make sure that you have the equipment needed to be able to tackle fires in these systems, to avoid issues if you have an escalation to an explosion and avoid other issues like structural damage, too much water in the silo, and other things that are going to cause issues down the road as well. That's it for this episode. As I mentioned, we are combing hundreds of help desk tickets over the last five, six years through Dust Safety Science, trying to categorize them as something that's useful. Um, we'll share more of this information on the podcast and through dustsafetyscience.com at our website as well. If you have a question, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. We're happy to help. We've probably answered in the past, or we know who to contact Get those questions answered at the end of the day. Um, at the current moment, we get three, four, five, six help desk tickets a week, and they keep coming in, and we love them because it's a really good way to help the community connect, but also get people's answer, questions answered about combustible dust safety. I do want to close it by saying one last thank you to Claudio for sending us in way back in 2018. I do apologize that it's taken us five years, six years almost to get it onto the podcast, but we, we got lost in the shuffle because we didn't have a good way to organize this information, and we're just getting around to doing that today. So thank you for everyone for listening today. I hope you find this interesting. You can always email myself, chris at dustsafetyscience.com if you found it useful or if you have a question for our help desk team as well. Have a great week ahead. I appreciate everything you're doing, doing in industries handling combustible dust, making it safer with the work you're doing out there every day. Keep it up.